Welcome back to the Castaway Consultants, where we help future players play the game by judging what came before. And this week, we're going to be tackling the Amazon Pre-Merge, Season 6. I'm Derek Kubicek, the first co-host here, and just a reminder, on these Rewind series, I haven't seen any of these older seasons. I know a spoiler here or there, but just to tip you off now, Season 6, I knew nothing about, and watching it, I couldn't have told you anything that had happened. And I'm joined here by my two co-hosts. Uh, I'm Ryan Stacy. I'm the resident super fan of the Castaway Consultants. I know everything about everything about everything. Survivor related only, of course. I don't know anything about anything else. So I, I'm just kind of the super fan and uh, I'm here to give expert opinions. And I'm Josh Wessler. I am a near super fan. So, so, so close. I think four seasons away. Yep. Oh, no, so close. <laughs> but I'm basically here as a look back onto these older seasons. Season six specifically, I think, was about four years ago that I ended up watching it. But basically my role here is I'm kind of in between, trying to figure out how memorable the season is. Pulling back things uh, that might stand out to me and just trying to remember anything from it as we watch through again. And from my perspective, uh, and if you haven't listened to any of our other recaps, I will be watching the premiere episode, the merge episode, and the finale. I don't got time for the rest. It's but true. I, but I remember most of it. Yeah, and that is the purpose. That's why we are here, because apparently Ryan and I uh, have the time to do this, whereas we don't want you guys to have to go back and spend all this time. We're here to tell you if this is uh, must-watch Survivor. If it's not must-watch Survivor, we might have differing opinions, but ultimately decide for yourself. In a perfect world, we say go back and watch all of Survivor so we can all be super fans together and be a happy family and sing Kumbaya around the fire that we build with Flint. But not realistic, so... We're rewatching, so you don't have to. 40 seasons, I guess 39 seasons as of now. Yep. It's a lot to catch up on. Yeah, we're recording this uh, about a, just over a week before the premiere of season 40. Survivor of the Amazon, season 6, men versus women. We've watched the pre-merge. Uh, Derek doesn't know anything about the merge. You know who the final 10 are, and that that's it. So, so far, six episodes in, is Survivor of the Amazon must-watch Survivor? I think so. Yeah? I, I really enjoy the first six episodes, the first six boots, just, first of all, the men versus women dynamic alone is really, really interesting. Granted, it only lasts four episodes or something like that, but it was so interesting to see the the different camp lives, and I'm not saying that that's always going to be representative of how it happens, but it was really fascinating, and you guys were like, don't even read the recap on episode one. There's a spoiler there, because I had no idea this was a men versus women season. And honestly, it, it kind of went down, you know, the way that I figured it would. The men basically put together the super awesome camp, but then are all too big-headed to work together in challenges. So, like, they're good at surviving, but they suck at Survivor. It's just, it's really weird. And I love this cast. I think this might be the strongest cast, top to bottom, since uh, season one. Yeah. Because even for me, season two, which is my favorite through the first five seasons, is very top-heavy with who I like. So I, I love this cast, and they're all pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, two had a few duds. Yeah. Six or six might have, like, one dud in the whole thing. Yeah. Janet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, Derek. Uh, this is actually a better pre-merge than I remembered. I know some people don't care for this pre-merge because it's like the American Pie of Survivor. It's very much like a sex comedy with all the young guys and the young girls. Um, and if you don't like your American Pie and your stuff like that, you're kind of immature uh, men and women, teenage humor. If you don't go for that stuff, you might not like this. So that is absolutely fair. I and honestly, I 
I think pretty much everything is funny. I can find the humor that they're going for. Jeff, like, baits the contestants yep. so much. What do you think of the girls? What do you think of the guys? But mostly, what do you think of the girls? And it, it doesn't age well at times. Parts of it do not age well. Because there's definitely some objectification that I, uh, objectifying that I don't like. Yes, absolutely. But if you can take it for what it is in the time period, you know, it, it, it's a time period piece. Yes. And I think it is reflective of 2002, 2003. 2003. So if you can get past that, I think you can really have fun with this pre-merge. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's like like American Pie. That parts of that movie haven't aged well either. Do I like that movie still? Yes. Do I think it's funny? Yes, because I'm very immature. So if you go for that kind of thing, I think you'll love this season. At least the pre-merge. If you don't, I can understand this might not be for you. Uh, I've definitely heard that opinion before. So I personally think it's must-watch Survivor, but there's a little asterisk there. Rob Sesternino's Confessionals alone. So I would definitely say yes. Looking back on it, this is definitely one of them that stands out in the first how many first first 10 seasons i guess if you'd even like look at that as one that i would definitely go back and watch if i would want to watch an entire season uh, i remember it being a very likable cast which you guys mentioned i remember it being overall just fun to watch and i think that's because of the dynamics of it uh and a lot of unexpected twists given either it being men versus women tribe swap and then dynamics once you get to uh the merge and so on and I know that's more like the season as a whole. And then uh, I guess looking, e- even though you don't necessarily get the reasoning that we mentioned in some of the previous seasons of learning something new from it, gameplay-wise, there's a little bit here and there and more just the adaptability side and really thinking on your feet when you're dealt with a situation that you're not really expecting. We heard that from some of the girls saying, I was expecting to be able to use my my looks to my advantage Tough crap. Yeah, as far as <laughs> yeah, we you know. Have to, you have to find a different strategy now. We don't, as far as we know, there aren't any lesbians on the women's tribe, yep. so... You have to wait until there's a merge or a tribe swap to in order to take advantage of that, so good luck. I hope you have, you're more than just uh, uh, a, one trick, a one-trick pony there. <laughs> but even though you don't have those like new moments, I, I, I don't think you really need those, from our perspective, like teachable moments on Survivor in order to say that it's a good season or like worth a watch. And I think it should be because of all the more the entertainment side. Sure. So I think that's a big difference with this one compared to some of the, the our first five seasons. It's more on the entertainment side versus here's how to play the game or not to play the game. Yeah, Survivor's a television show, ladies and gentlemen. And spoiler alert, most people who watch Survivor will not play Survivor. This is one, I agree with Josh 100%. You watch it because it's fun. This one was a lot of fun, especially after the season five, just feelings of ickiness throughout. So maybe there was some recency bias for me there, but I agree with you. That's it, it, This is an entertaining season. Watch it because you love the show. So before we get into the season, we'll go over the cast real quick. And I, I, I don't think we really said this, but... We're going to be spoiling stuff here. Yep, we're going to be spoiling the entirety of the pre-merge. We won't get into the post-merge. We won't spoil the post-merge. Um, just because Derek hasn't heard it, or Derek, yeah. does, Derek doesn't know what happened to the post-merge. I have no idea. No so clue. if you really want to like watch along with us, you can go watch the first six episodes, come yeah. listen, and then watch the post-merge. Yeah, which is what we recommend. Uh, or, uh, I mean, you heard all, all three of us recommend it, so that's what we would recommend doing. Yes. But if you're still sensitive on time, we understand. Just listen to this. Yes. <laughs> But just no spoilers coming. You know, we play a game every season, and we won't name the names this time, but 
we we try and get see how many people Josh can remember from each season. Like, can he name? Can he either get the name right or just describe what what those characters did? And got a little bit of improvement here. Josh got four out of sixteen this time around. Better yep. than the one from season five. Yes, better than the one from season. No, no, he did okay on season five. It was the one from season four. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. So uh, going back up, we had a little bit of a dip for Josh, but he got four out of the sixteen this time. Yeah, and I mean, I I'm not shocked at the ones that I remembered. There are yeah. a few that after watching, like I said, I watched the the premiere for this, and after like probably like five minutes into into it, I'm like, oh, I should have remembered like this person, this person, this person. Like Ryan said, I'm not going to list off names just for spoiler reasons. Yeah, I'm guessing um, he remembers a winner, maybe. which which means that he can't share who he remembered. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which, which is very fair. But yeah, I, I remember very quickly that th- there's definitely some memorable people here that I just it, I just couldn't like bring to the front of my mind there. Sure. So, there's uh, a lot of survivors. It, it, this season deserves more credit than what I could remember. That's fair. So let's go over this cast real quick. We'll just go through everybody real, real quick. We'll start with the Women's Tribe, Jabaru. We have Christy Smith, Children's Adventure Guide from Colorado, who's also our first, our first deaf contestant. We have Dina Bennett, a deputy district attorney from California. Heidi Strobel, a gym teacher from Missouri. Janet Koth, a homemaker from Missouri. Jean Hebert, a marketing director from Massachusetts. Jenna Maraska, a swimsuit model from Pennsylvania. Joanna Ward, a guidance counselor from South Carolina. And Shauna Mitchell, a retail saleswoman from Los Angeles. Right, I think all those were women. Oh, oh my God, they were all women? What? And then we have the men's tribe, Tambaki, which is one of my favorite tribe Tambaki. names. Uh, we have Alex Bell, a triathlon coach from Los Angeles. Butch Lockley, a school principal from Illinois. Daniel Liu, a tax accountant from Texas. Dave Johnson, a rocket scientist from California. Pasadena, of course. I don't know why. <laughs> it, he just strikes me as quintessential Pasadena. Dave? Yeah. Matthew Von Ertfelda, a restaurant designer from Washington, D.C. Mm. Rob Sesternino, one of my personal heroes. Computer projects coordinator from New York. Love you, Rob. Uh, Roger Sexton, a construction company VP from California. And Ryan Aiken, a model from Maryland. All right. Well, that is our cast. Let's jump into Survivor the Amazon. All right. Episode one, boys versus girls. So after the tribes get divided up into men versus women, these tribes have very different dynamics and do things very differently. So the men's tribe, uh, right off the bat, both Roger and Butch were the two oldest guys in the tribe. They kind of take leadership positions. One does better than the other. (laughs) <laughs> one doesn't bark orders, the other one does. I'll give you a hint, though. The construction manager, Roger, is the one who decided to bark a little more loudly. Yeah. And not only is it the barking orders, it's also just being more personable. Uh, and, and it seemed like Butch was that type of person. He's but, principal. Yeah, Butch is a school principal, so he's very supportive, very kind-hearted. You know, he, he his luxury item that he brought with is a banner that says, Believe in yourself. What? A nerd, and I love it. He's so wholesome. I love Butch. See, he needs to have enough empathy for all the little demons that run around in his school. Because, Ryan, you like to famously say that kids are just adults with no empathy and no critical thinking skills. Yes, it's the worst possible combination. (laughs) So Butch has to have enough for all of them. Yep. And it shows. And Roger's pissing people off. He's so blunt. You know, there's immediately, like, a schism between him and then Ryan and Daniel, who are both on the lazy side and you know it's it's like we always say do what is the majority of the tribe is doing if you have six members of the tribe working hard on the shelter and you have two lazy people those two lazy people are the ones who need to change not the other six so bad on ryan and daniel but bad on roger for being such a jerk about it point being we've got three people who are pushing themselves to the outer edges of this tribe Mm -hmm. 
Meanwhile, in the women's tribe, there really isn't a leader. And that's going to show right away. It's kind of the unfortunate thing. I think all eight of these women are smart in not wanting to take the leadership position because that never goes well or rarely goes well, I should say. But the problem is sometimes if you don't have a leader and nobody's really stepping up to do anything around camp, the whole thing's going to fall apart, which is the story for the, the women's trap in this pre-merge. It's very, very funny. And it doesn't even fall apart because in order to fall apart, there has to be something there to begin with. <laughs> Nothing gets started. Don't they not even have a shelter until like day nine? Oh, something they slept crazy. on the ground, like the which first was like many nights. which was like line one in like their Amazon guidebook they got before going out there was don't, don't sleep, sleep on, on the, the ground because tarantulas and snakes and stuff. Yep. And so they just lay down their frongs and sleep on no no yep literally don't do that that's so stupid and they don't have a roof. You guys are in a rainforest. <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen? <laughs> Eventually, it's gonna rain. They're like I don't know what we expect. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I get like all eight of them are making like the right move in terms of gameplay to not step up and be the leader. Unfortunately, you're gonna have a tough time. Which you know how you're t- probably gonna have a bad time. How tough are you? If can you can you handle this? Can you handle just having a piss poor shelter for this? If, if so, great. Like this is exactly the move for you. But if you can't handle it, you're gonna have a bad time. This is like a really weird case where, like you said, everyone is kind of playing the game the right way. It's just usually you have five out of eight people on a tribe that want to actually build a shelter and they just work together in order to get it done. And this time everyone was just kind of like, I don't really want to build a shelter. And so nobody built a shelter. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fascinating. The Jabiru tribe is fascinating to me. They're one of the most fascinating <laughs> tribe dynamics we've ever had on the show. The way they work together or, or don't is just fascinating. They work, to me. they don't work together in perfect harmony. I would <laughs> say there's no, it's not like there's like a lot of con. There's a little bit of conflict just yep. between like older and younger, yep. but I mean, like, decision-making doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of conflict here. They're just generally irritated that nobody wants to do anything, and they don't want to be the ones to do the thing. It's like, oh, I hate, my, my, I hate myself for not doing anything. Nah. And, and you can, interestingly, you can tell Dina wants to, because that's the type of person she is in real life, but yeah. she's smart enough to be like, I can't do that out here. For the record, I love Dina to death. Dina's one of my faves. I think of everyone out there, she, through through this whole discourse, I know we're getting into like episode three with talking about how long it goes without them doing any work. Dina's playing the best because she is going against her nature so hard by not doing anything. And you can tell, like her confessional, she's just irritated with everyone. I love it. So like we mentioned earlier, Christy's deaf. And this makes it hard for her because she can't see the other girls at night. She can't read lips at night. So she can't bond with the girls. And so when the women go off on their own, she gets left behind. And it's sad, but there's no reason, besides being a good person, there's no reason for anybody to help Christy. So she's, it's irritating. She's got to assert herself. She has to. And she she makes no effort to do it. She, you know, self-confidence. And I, I do, I feel for her, but it's in everybody's best interest to let Christy sink. So no one's going to help you, Christy. You have to help yourself. Well, and you know exactly, and, and this goes for Anyone, not not just someone who has uh, something like being deaf. It, it, know your disadvantages going into the game. Uh, for her, a little more obvious and a little bit more, I guess, kind of like debilitating to her game can really hurt her if you don't address it correctly. Her thing is that she needs to always stay around people to know what's going on. Maybe she needs to ask someone again, for clarification. Maybe she needs to be more proactive within the tribe. This isn't like 
someone just being just having a like a, a rough personality or being being loud or or anything like that like those are fairly easy to deal with this takes a lot of effort yep. but something that you can still technically control it's not a hundred percent out of your control there's a lot of it that's out of your control but you can still do at least something to try to not take yourself completely out of the game the only direction i can tackle this from is by acknowledging that survivor is an individual game first and foremost so what a hundred percent what you said where you need to know your disadvantages you need to go out there with a plan to overcome those disadvantages to Christie's credit, I think she goes out there with an idea of how she's going to do it, but I also feel like there were moments where she came across as surprised that this was happening. And that might have just been playing it up for the camera, but if it were me, and I'm, and I'm not deaf, and I don't pretend to understand what that life is like, because, I mean, that's not just an in-game thing, right? But if you know that you can't be a part of the conversation at night, because there's not always going to be fire, there's not always going to be lantern... You need to make sure that you are doing all of your socializing in the daytime and you need to double down on that. And you can maybe try and spin this to your advantage by going off and trying to have one-on-one conversations with everybody. In Older Survivor, it does seem like clicks form uh, more in, in more cemented fashion, whereas in Modern Survivor, everyone's a player and everyone wants to have one-on-one conversations. So I think it'd be really interesting to have someone who's a big fan of the show come back and play in Modern Survivor and try and use that to their advantage where it's like, okay, we're going to do this one-on-one communication, build that bond like that. Because it has been shown that the harder you have to work to communicate, the stronger bond you're going to build because it needs to be intentional and with her it needs to be more intentional. Sure. So there is a way to turn it into an advantage, but it is certainly not easy. Yeah, and so, she's not doing it. Well, and Yeah, not nearly as well as she could be, but that's that's the game of Survivor, unfortunately. Still love Christy, though. Then we get Jenna washing her clothes in boiling water. Very reminiscent of BB from season one. <laughs> Don't do this. Clean clothes is not your number one priority out there. Just, just Especially right away in the first, yeah. what, day or two? Yeah, every, this just pisses everybody else off. I think, yeah, even Dina makes a comment, like, do you really need to smell minty fresh out here? <laughs> and then we get the classic case, somebody getting sick. This time it's Janet. She makes no attempt to hide it. She just complains about how miserable she is. This is not the right move. You need to hide it better, Janet. This is almost the best tribe on the best season for someone to get sick on because nobody else is doing anything either. So it's not like you're any more or less useful around camp. (laughs) Just try and make water your goal. And we've already beaten this to death, so we don't need to talk about what to do when you're getting sick. But yeah, you know, she's not making any effort to go above and beyond and, and salvage her game. Yep. She's crashing and burning quickly. Yes. So we get to the immunity challenge, and the guys are so cocky. So cocky. Until they lose the challenge. Until they lose the challenge. Because of a balance beam. Which they had a giant lead on. Yep. And Ryan but and Daniel, mostly Daniel, lose this challenge. Stupid. Everyone named Ryan sucks. It's true. So, yeah, Ryan and Daniel lose, but it's mostly Daniel's fault. They're, they're tied together on ropes, and Daniel's the one who... Ryan falls once, but Daniel falls a couple of times. Well, and the trouble is because they're chained together, even if Ryan can do the balance beam, he can't stand up and do the balance beam if Dan can't yep. do it. So, the, we could definitely throw all the blame on Dan, most of the blame on Daniel. Everyone. 
learn how to balance. Practice a little bit of balance before you go on Survivor. Imagine that they're going to have some challenges <laughs> that require it. And to be fair, balancing isn't something that you can really like get better at over time. Yet it, there's some like you can make minor improvements just based on like flexibility and stuff and just like it maybe like practicing a little bit. I, I agree with you to a point. But none of these people need to try out for Cirque du Soleil. I mean, we're <laughs> no. This we're is not, an easy balance. Yeah, we're, like, this we're, is... we're not expecting you to turn into Simone Biles here. But I mean, if you before you go out there, like five minutes a night, try and balance on one foot with your eyes closed. I mean, you're gonna get better at it eventually. If, any, if anything, maybe know that you shouldn't be sliding across this with your legs on each oh, side, so and then dumb. dragging your feet across the ground yep. and then being disqualified. If this was a higher balance beam, yeah, sure. But yeah. this is a very low balance. That's more just situational awareness. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. that, that's not that's not practicing balance. I almost think I would rely on the law of randomness, where you just stand up and run across the balance beam, and just by quantity of times, <laughs> one attempted, of the times it has you, to like, work. You, like you have to like stumble and fall. off. Off, infinite amount of it. monkeys with an infinite amount of typewriters will eventually write the Bible or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like the next great American novel. <laughs> <laughs> It'll work eventually. Point being, like you said, Ryan, Ryan and Dan are utter failures here. Yes. So, you know, Tribal Council, for the men, basically what it's going to come down to, it's Roger versus Ryan. Ryan and Daniel hate Roger. And Matt doesn't like me either. They get mad on boards. So they got three people to vote Roger. Roger hates Ryan. And there's a little bit more to this. There's some issues uh, pre, pre-season. Uh, Ryan really irritated Roger before the show started, I guess, because Ryan got sick and would get up in the middle of the night and wake Roger up because he was kind of... Uh, he wasn't very courteous to the others who were trying to sleep, and he would just be loud when he was getting up to go to the bathroom. And so this really pissed off Roger going into the game. So, you know, even though it's mostly Daniel's fault that they lost the challenge, Roger hate, just hates Ryan so much that Ryan's going to be the target. And they get Roger and Butch, and they get Dave, Alex, and Rob on board. Except Dave doesn't want to get rid of Ryan. Because um, Dave and Ryan are actually from the same hometown, just weirdly enough. So Dave's like, I'm going to vote for Daniel, uh, just because I won't vote for Ryan. Just because. Uh, Great so, reasoning. Uh, so basically, it's it's four votes for Ryan, three votes for Roger, one vote for Daniel. By the way, a uh, piece of survivor advice that I can't believe we haven't touched on if you're just doing something on Survivor just because, and it has strategic implications, you're probably not very good at Survivor. Yeah, this is a bad move for Dave. It's not going to really affect him, I don't think, but this is dumb. Just vote for Ryan. Yeah. Just get the j- lot, jump on board. It's easy. Uh, you don't know this guy. Hometown loyalty. Who cares? There's plenty of people who are from my hometown that I don't like. I skipped my five-year re- reunion. <laughs> so, basically, Roger versus Ryan. What's this the right move? I don't have enough to fault it. I think that there are kind of two factions here on Tambaki. And if you're going to have disjointed tribe that is not unified, I think these are two perfectly fine targets. Because you've got Roger, the older guy who was barking orders. Maybe you can have more unity with him gone. Ryan was hated. He was horrible to live with and kind of had that sort of entitled attitude that he was better than everyone. Which is something we didn't really get on camera. I don't know if you agree because... They kind of painted Roger as more of a bad guy, but clearly the tribe thought otherwise because it was fairly well uh, established that it was going to be Ryan going home. Yeah, I know Rob Sister Nino has said that Ryan sucked to live with. <laughs> so, so if that's the case, then you know maybe that's something the edit can't capture. But I would definitely approve of that move to send him home then. Even over someone like Daniel who messed up on the challenge. I would probably say Ryan. I don't think you can go really wrong either way here. 
you can make the reasoning of being a pain to live with, like you guys mentioned. But I also think that you could look at it in the perspective of who the weakest person is. And that's really what we say for the first vote, or for the first couple at least. Uh, as long as they're not in your alliance. Good disclaimer. But I don't know if there's necessarily a weakest person here. Uh, usually the older person is just generally just defaulted to as the weakest, but I don't think Roger's really that weak. So I guess you can... I, th I think you could actually just take that a step further and look to see it. I think you want to keep variety on your tribe, especially in this season, because it's not all just going to be strength stuff. Shocker. They're not going to do that on a men versus women <laughs> season. And I think with someone like Ryan, you can you get strong young men with five other guys that are on the tribe. So I think you can send them home and just call it good and hope that you have strengths in other areas with someone like Roger. Yeah, you're not short of strong young bucks. You got plenty. Yeah. So I think at this point, uh, you need to take into account who is causing the most friction in camp, and that is Ryan. But for the record, I would have been good with Roger, Daniel, or Ryan. Yeah, any of them are fine. Any, any of them, them are fine. fine. So who cares? Right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so let's get into the best player of the episode. Uh, Josh, why don't you go first? I said Rob. I don't think that there was a far and away best player by any means, but really like first impressions from Rob. I thought that he was knowledgeable on the game. I uh, didn't really rub anyone the wrong way, it seemed like. And I don't think that you can really... Even even though the men lost, I don't think you can give it to any of the women. <laughs> because we're sexist here. Yes, <laughs> Of course, is. that is the reason why. No, because the that tribe is just not doing anything. Yes. So um, I, I just really like Rob. Uh, I know that's not a great answer, but out of, out of all the men, uh, I think that he made some good connections and showed his knowledge on the game. Screw you, Josh. I actually have a woman for my best player. Yeah, fine. Uh, Gene, I have as my best player. Honorable mention to Butch, just for being the old guy who's useful and very good in the social game and showed his prowess. Gene was on the winning tribe for immunity. So even though their camp life was absolutely horrible Jean fought her better judgment in order to not take on a leading role was able to assimilate better with her tribe at least through one episode in this way and they they won immunity i i don't know what else i can really say for episode one because like you said there are no real standouts here so i basically said best player on the tribe that was safe and i thought that was Jean. um i grew josh <laughs> uh, because i'm sexist uh, no, uh, Rob Sisternino is my pick. Uh, he kept his head down and followed Roger's orders, which is exactly the move here. Just shut up and do what you're told and buy your time, especially in the early days. Kind of played both sides a little bit, you know, to gauge which direction would be best for his game. Um, and he ended up being on the right side of the numbers in the vote against Ryan. So I got to give it to Rob, my boy. Take that, Derek. Boom. How about worst player? This one was a little easier. Um, I think you could narrow it down to basically two people, and that's Daniel and Christy. Daniel just because he was one of the two guys who didn't really do well in the challenge, the other one at home. So, And then on the Women's Tribe, I think Christy is the obvious choice here just because she's at a clear disadvantage, and even though she's aware of it and is communicating that well, she's still not doing as much as what she should be to not alienate herself more than what will already be done so i am going to give it to christy and i'm going to give it to daniel because I, I don't disagree with everything that you're saying about christy i think there certainly was more she could have done proactively to overcome her disability but janet was sick and not doing anything about it so i don't even think that christy was bottom of her own tribe at this point assuming the women would have lost i think that daniel is the clear bottom after this vote given that roger's side won out 
on this particular vote. No guarantee it happens twice in a row, but I do think Daniel's on the bottoms on the men's tribe now, and he is the reason that they lost immunity. It wasn't, it was partially Ryan, but you got to remember, Ryan was shackled to Daniel. I don't think it was the other way around. So, Daniel. Derek, you're 100% right. Um, Thank you. You are 100% right. You nailed it. Christy had a rough episode, but Janet was worse, I think. And then Daniel was even worse than both of them combined. He's lazy. He screwed the challenge. He was on the wrong side of the vote. I didn't even talk about how lazy he was. Yep. All around bad. Very, very bad episode for Daniel. He is the worst part of the episode. So now, this is the my favorite part of this whole thing, is we get to hear uh, winner picks. And now Derek has not seen the season. He doesn't know what's going to happen. I promise I know nothing. He knows nothing. I, I knew one person on this season, Rob Sestronino, and that's because he's so big in the Survivor community. Yep. That was it. So Derek, after one episode, who did you make as your winner pick? Oh, well, you know, if I could go back, I'd change it. But I picked my best player of the episode. I picked Gene. Gene. You guys know me by now, hopefully, if you've heard previous podcasts, that I always dive deep into editology. And man, oh man, did they make the women's tribe look like an absolute mess. So wouldn't it be something if someone from the women's tribe ended up winning this season? So I knew I wanted to pick a woman the second the episode ended. And I felt like Jean was best positioned to do well here because... She didn't seem to mind the elements, so I felt that she would have more stay, staying power, assuming that they never got camp life together, because she'll just go ahead and rough it until she doesn't have to anymore. So I, I wanted to pick Jean. It was simple as that. I, I locked into a, a woman winning for some reason, and, that, and it was more redemption than anything. Definitely got it 100% right. Yes. Yep. Josh, do you remember who your pick was back in the day when you watched this the first time? I don't, okay. unfortunately. But I can tell you that I, who I probably would have narrowed it down to. I, I kind of go through and I note, basically I know who would, I, I would have a chance to choose. Uh, and I basically came with two people from uh, the women's tribe, and that's Heidi or Shauna. And three people from the men's tribe, which is Rob, Alex, and Butch. Now I didn't want to look too. I didn't. I didn't want to dig multiple layers deep in any editology or anything, and assume that a a woman was gonna win or that there was uh, some redemption story or any of that stuff. Uh, I feel and, like you're throwing some shade. Man. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. You're, you're throwing more shade than the Amazon rainforest, man. <laughs> throwing shade to both past Josh and current Derek. Um, <laughs> uh, that's because that's definitely something that I do a lot. But in the end, I cannot get past Rob. I think that that's an easy choice for for me to assume that I would have chose him back in the day. And he's definitely who I would choose present day. Uh, had a great first episode. Like I said, with my best player, he is knowledgeable in the game, is building relationships without really rubbing anyone the wrong way. You just got to hope once he uh, advances further in the game that he's not seen as a threat, basically. And hopefully he's smart enough to do that. But at this point, it's the first episode, so you can't make those assumptions. That's just taking way too much into account. So I would say one of those five people should win that I listed off, but I would narrow it down to Rob. I'm in an interesting position. I have a rule that uh, when I was in third grade, this I implemented it here because this was the first time we had a survivor, Ryan. I'm picking Ryan. It's got to be. I always pick Survivor Ryan. You picked Brian because it was close to Ryan. I, exactly, exactly right. And that worked out for you. And that worked out, so it should work perfectly this time. Not. So when they were all introduced on the boat, I immediately made Ryan my pick, no matter what. But in our league, or the way we do things around here is when, when it's after the first episode, we make our pick. So Ryan, Luck. Ryan is off the table for me. Luck. Yes. 
I'm very, very fortunate. It's very fortunate Daniel did not go in first because I would have had to pick Ryan and that would not have gone well. <laughs> um, so can't be Ryan. It's got to be Rob. He's got knowledge of the game. He, I, I really like the way he's playing just through the first episode. I love the way he talks. Uh, it's Rob. Far and away. Rob's got great confessionals. Absolutely. He really seems to know how to work the camera. Absolutely. Um, but I, I want to throw out an honorable mention. When I narrowed it down, I had Rob in there just based on confessional amount. I mean, man, they really shove Rob down your throat, which I don't mind because he's wonderful. But Butch was my other strong candidate right off the bat to, to win the season, but I ended up going with Gene. Now, you guys both, after the episode, neither of you mentioned them here, but you mentioned Alex. Now, I didn't even remember Alex even speaking in episode one, and frankly, I thought that Alex and Matt were the same dude until I got to like episode four. I was like, it's the dude with the jaw. Yep. Like that, that, was, that was literally how I had them in my brain until they highlighted like Matt speaking uh, uh, Mandarin to, to Daniel, and I was like, oh, they're different. <laughs> so, okay, what did Alex do? He's just charismatic. Yeah, he's honestly a, like a diet version of rob it seemed like in in my opinion it's, diet rob <laughs> yeah like it, like if i if i thought rob was too obvious of a pick which is the only reason why i would not pick him is it's like no there's no way that he's gonna win like he's getting way too much time basically and he looks like way too strong of a candidate alex would probably be my backup pick just because he's he has a lot of the same characteristics just slightly more under the radar for the first episode yeah i agree episode two is called storms so, we go to the girls' tribe, and their shelter is trash. There is no shelter. Basically no shelter. They still have no leader. They're completely disorganized. It's hilarious. And it's raining really hard. Yep. We get to a blindfold reward challenge. And I want to talk about these a little bit. So, how these work is one person's the caller, and they get to like yell out and tell people where to go, and they have to go pick up stuff. I don't like these challenges as a player. Like They're kind of funny to watch, but at the same time, it's like, this is if you can set out any challenge, this is the one. Because if you're the caller and you lose, everybody hates you. If you're one of the blindfolded people, you're going to get hurt. Yep. No. I, I want nothing to do with this. I want to sit out of this challenge every day of the week. 100% of the time, I want to be one of the blindfolded contestants. Because I actually feel I have strong spatial relations. So all I have to do is scan the land and then just have a general understanding of where I am. And I won't care how fast I'm going. I'll just do it. Yeah, I'd be so uh, I'd be so jazzed. If I'm blindfolded, like I'm going so slow. I don't want to do this challenge at all. <laughs> I'm covering my groin region the whole time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but it ends up being Joanna versus Butch, and Joanna crushes Butch because Joanna's loud. Joanna is very loud, and Butch is very soft spoken. These are these are pretty much perfectly opposite human beings. Hallelujah. Oh glory! Yeah, and by the way, did we did we like completely skip over the fact that Joanna doesn't even want the idol in their camp? Oh, um, we, we're gonna get to that. Okay, That's sorry. A little further sorry. On. So then we get into some interesting stuff. Uh, Roger and Alex get into an argument about homosexuality. Uh, Roger is not a fan. Alex is like, "Hey, man, just let people live their lives." Thanks, <laughs> Alex. I appreciate that. Yeah. Now this kind of argument is never good on Survivor. If you go on Survivor, even if you are like Roger and you don't agree with a certain lifestyle, guess what? On Survivor, you're okay with pretty much everything, except, of course, those things that are uh, a little outside of the game bad. And we're talking like Season 5, Game Changers, Season 39, those types of things. But like in terms of lifestyle, if it's a social issue, chances are just go all the way to the left side of the political spectrum, and that's what you need to be good with. But honestly, Alex is worse. 
Alex plays his worst. Because he loses his temper. Yes. He doesn't need to go on here and, and uh, uh, protect all the gays. This is not a good time to do this. All this is going to do is piss Roger off. As someone who's part of the LGBT community, I would keep my trap shut and not say a damn word if someone like Roger's on my trap. Wait for the reunion show. Yeah, wait for because, the reunion show. Because you can cut to confessional. You know, you say your bit and say, you know what, I think I'm just going to keep this to myself for the time being. Yep. And uh, then at the reunion show, that's a, that is definitely a segment for Jeff. You can have your political discussions after you get off the show, but now we're trying to win a million dollars. So, chill out. The only one went around here with the red idea is Rob. And he's like, I'm going to use this to get Alex on my side to vote out Roger. <laughs> Brilliant, Rob. That's exactly right. Yeah. Go winner pick. <laughs> yes, go Rob. Now we get to the fun stuff. Joanna does not like the immunity idol because it's a false idol. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's ever seen Survivor before. No. <laughs> hey, no. I, I can't see a situation where it would work out bad by not having the idol. You're going to hell, man. <laughs> Well, you're going to win a million dollars, but you're going to go straight to hell. Well, so. at least I'll be rich in hell. Yep. There's, there aren't even really words for this kind of survivor, and I'll say sin. This is a survivor sin. She's got to go to confession. <laughs> no. Just, you know, I, I understand needing to profess your faith, and she, we're more than once, we are going to get an oh glory, hallelujah, amen on this season, which has been my personal least favorite part because I just... You mean best part of the season? I just felt like it was a bit much, and I'm just sitting here thinking about how many rules that's breaking just by flaunting something too much. But I understand that if you go out there and you're a very religious person, someone who's very uh, engaged with their faith, that that is going to be something that you don't turn off for anything. But for Survivor... You should. You need to be able to if you want to go deep in the game. It depends on the group of people you're it, with. It's true. Everything everything depends, but if you are more adaptable, more flexible, and more willing to turn something like that on or off, you're going to have an easier time making it further. That's all. That that was my only point there. This is a very risky move. Um, it's not even a move. It's just a reaction, and then it gets turned into a move. Christy missed like all of this because you know she's deaf. This conversation happened at night. She missed this. So the mo- in the morning, Jean takes Christy aside and, like, here's what happened last night and tells her that Joanne doesn't like the idol. And Christy says, well, that's stupid. I'm inclined to agree with Christy. Unfortunately, Joanna hears this comment. <laughs> Never <laughs> insult somebody's faith if they're within earshot, which she wouldn't know. Yeah. But I, I, I sympathize with Christy. They get into a big argument. It's, Wow. Yeah, it's something. I've spent enough time working with human beings that if someone tells you something like that, and obviously someone feels very strongly, just smile and nod because you don't know... Christy doesn't even know Gene's opinion on the matter. Sure. And that's why I would think that this was a dumb move, even if Joanna doesn't hear anything. You need to be more neutral and more open and willing to take on a perspective that's not your own. Anytime you express an opinion like that, that is a bullet that you're giving to somebody else that they can put on their ammo belt and save it for later. Yep. Now, I know that you, Josh, in the past have talked about being able to use moments like this to build connections with one another because if you can network against someone, that's the best way to have allies that are going to be lasting and mainstays in your alliance. But I think this is day four and you don't really know anybody that well yet. We should probably play it a little bit safer if people are getting heated. I don't think Christy's seen much Survivor either. Probably not. So the women find a granola bar in, in their stuff. That's not supposed to be there. That's not supposed to be there. So they burn it right away. Why? Okay, so I, I remember this. Why burn it? 
Because they think it's not fair that it's in the game. No one should have it. You know, we'll just get rid of it. I don't agree, but... Whatever. I mean, if the whole group's doing it, fine, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be the person who sticks out, but at the same time, like... And, why don't we all just split it? And then if you guys win, people will be like, wow, you guys needed, like, extra food to beat the guys. Here's what's interesting. <laughs> Rumor is, this was planned by production because I believe it was Alex and Roger have both said in interviews. They found one at their camp, too. Hmm. So, rumor is tinfoil hat production planned this. Interesting. Just to see what would happen. I wonder if the guys ate theirs. Uh, I don't think so. Oh. I don't think they ate theirs. What's really weird about that is we get a very pointed accusation from Jean that she found it in Janet's stuff. Yes. Jean claims it fell out of Janet's bag. I think this is a lie. A wolfish lie to throw the target on a Janet. Which is... Perfectly good move, because good move. what we see, from what we see, there is absolutely no uh, animosity towards Jean for making this accusation. Everyone's just kind of accepting, yes, yeah, Janet, we'll see if she comes forward. Otherwise, we're just going to burn the granola bar. Yep. So, mean move by Jean, but effective move. Yep. Looking good for my winner pick, guys. <laughs> Men win immunity, women are going to travel council. Christy blows up at the women for not working hard enough. Um, they're all, like, taking a break, and she just, like, loses her mind. Later on, they want to start working, and she refuses to help. She's like, I don't feel like working anymore. It, she could literally not have played this worse. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's actually insane how bad this is. <laughs> I, I got nothing to add on to that, man. It's, it is what it is. You it's, know, it's bad gameplay, basically. Now, I'm, I'm a married man. And sometimes when you're married, you get into spats with your significant other. And sometimes it's about chores, sometimes about whatever, but let's stick with the chores for a second. Hey, I feel like I do this chore all the time and you never help. Fine, let me help you right now. You know what? No, I don't want to do it right now. That is exactly what just happened. You got people to, even spitefully, you know, they were, they were mad, but they were going to help you do the thing. And then you're like, no, because you wanted to pay, pay them back. Guess what? They are a majority, and you are one person. You're not married to any of these people. This isn't a blood versus water season. Yes, and also you don't near you don't know them nearly well enough to like get away with something like this. Just be happy that they're extending of it's like a burnt olive branch, but an olive branch nonetheless. Because Dina just kind of like throws like the the palms at her and is like, "Here, build the shelter. Here, I got you your supplies." And then she's just like, "I don't wanna," and I'm like, "Oh no." It's so bad. Yeah. So, you're right. This could not have been played worse. <laughs> so, we go to Trouble Council. This one's kind of crazy because we have four people on the chopping block. We got Janet for being like weak and sick and maybe having smuggled a granola bar into the game, even though I don't think she did it. We have Christy for her terrible attitude, Jean for being overly aggressive, and Jenna for being the most excluding of Christy. And ultimately, it's five votes for Janet, one vote for Christy, one vote for Jean, one vote for Jenna. <laughs> a little all over the place. This tribe is very much together. Uh, but this is 100% the right move. 100%. You gotta get rid of Janet. By far the weakest person. She's been sick. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I, I think it's either Janet or going back to Christy. I don't think there's a wrong... I don't, I don't really think that there's a wrong decision either way. You could even say that... Because Janet was sick, right? Yeah. So uh, you could even say, like, oh, Janet has a possibility to start feeling better and not, maybe not get her strength up a lot, but be a little bit more contributing of a member. We already know what Christy is. Like, if she has a bad attitude or if there's the communication trouble, um, that can't. that's not something that will really help during challenges. So I think you go with 
really what you know more than anything. And I would actually probably vote out Christy here. I think it's a no-lose scenario. I think whichever one you keep is actually just the next person that everyone else will still vote out. Sure. I do think that Janet's the right move. If she's been sick and she hasn't been helpful and she's been accused of a thing, I think that especially for all the other women who had their name written down, Janet was an easy person to put their votes on. And just because we had three other people with votes, it was perfectly acceptable just to find the lowest common denominator and send her home. And I believe that to have been Janet. True, but I think that you can look at it as now there's nothing protecting you from being the next one going out. If you are one of those other three and you get someone else who's in one of those other three, like Gene and Jenna, if you're Gene and Jenna and you can get someone like Christy out, then you have an easy target that's ahead of you in Janet for the next one. I think that might be look, that might be looking at it a little too far, but yeah, it's way, just something to consider. Mm-hmm. Janet Christie, either way. I just think Christie's better in challenges overall. Maybe not with the communication part, but she's she's pretty strong. So I think you're better off just going with Janet. Yeah. Take out Christy next. Yeah. But like I said, I think it's a no-lose scenario either way. Yep. So for best player, I have Derek's winner pick, Gene. She throws really? she throws Janet under the bus very effectively. She she did a nice thing in filling in Christy on the nighttime chats. So I didn't I did like that. She built that relationship up and got rid of Janet. So I had Gene. Oh, well, I had Rob. <laughs> oh, my Rob, winner pick. Rob, awesome. yeah, your your guys' winner pick. Uh one because again he was on the winning tribe and there wasn't a whole lot of great gameplay here, but Gene and Rob were my two thoughts for this. I love how Rob was immediately shown on camera in the edit as identifying ways that he could start to manipulate his tribe strategically. He's not on the bottom. We know that Daniel's on the bottom. We know that Roger's another big target. We know he's starting to try to put together a coalition. I know next episode we're going to find out that Rob is almost on the outs a little bit, but it's more on the fence. I just love what we got from him and how he's thinking strategically and how he's not in any of these scuffles. So Rob... Rob, with a honorable mention to Gene. Oof. Uh, so, uh, if you're new around here, uh, like I mentioned, I uh, only watch a couple of episodes each season. For the ones that I don't watch, I don't. I can't really uh, uh, put much stake into one player or another. So, basically, if there's a division here, like we have right now, I go and I pick either Ryan's or Derek's choice, based on who made the best argument. And man, you guys, this is this is a tough choice. But I think I'm gonna have to go with Rob on this one. Mainly just because of the outlook of their game going forward. Jean received a vote. Uh, she's on a pretty weak tribe, and it's just not looking good for them. Now, things can turn can turn around very quickly. Uh, you can win challenges very easily. You can build more bonds with your team. But overall, Rob just seems like a overall healthier choice. So It's almost like you're seeing the, uh, the Amazon rainforest for the trees there. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Worst player is Christy. Uh, for her attitude, confronting people on work ethics, speaking too loudly about Joanna, being on the wrong side of the vote. Because she ended up voting for Jenna. Just an absolute train wreck of a time for Christy. Yeah, that was a not quite drawing dead episode, but basically. I have an honorable mention for Joanna, just because she annoyed me. That's fair. But but Christy sure. is definitely the worst. I, I like the honorable uh, dishonorable mention. Yeah, dishonorable uh, mention. I always do that. I, you both too. always. Do I that. always do it too. <laughs> so I kind of like that one. But I gotta go with Christy, like you guys said. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Episode three: Girl Power. Woo! Girl Power. So we have Roger and Daniel hating each other as per usual. Roger gets kind of racist. Yeah. Well, so he's homophobic and racist. Yeah. Not a good look, Roger. <laughs> 
It's like he doesn't realize he's on TV. Mm, well, they do say that once you're out there for a little bit, you, you stop noticing that the cameras are there. That's true. And once you start getting hungry, your actual personality starts to, to shine through a little bit. Your racism is showing. <laughs> Not great, Roger. <laughs> Not great. So Matt, Daniel, and Rob all want Roger out. None of them like Roger. But on the flip side, Roger, Butch, and Dave all want Daniel out because he's lazy. Fair. Um, so that and so Alex is the swing boat at this point. Great spot to be for Alex on the women's tribe. This is this is pretty uh, pretty good. So the women hold a meeting and they're like, guys, we we, we got to stop this like non leadership crap. And Jean and Joanna both say we nominate Dina to be the leader. <laughs> it's a great move. <laughs> yeah, just shift it somewhere else <laughs> to put the target on Dina's back and also try and get the place whipped into shape. Dina, what what can he do? If you say no, that puts a target on your back. If you say yes, that puts a target on your back. At this point, you were... I mean, we talked about her the first episode. Didn't she make a comment in a confessional that she like she definitely could be the leader? She just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So I think you just take it and run with it. Well, and they were very, very careful how they articulated it. Dina, when she accepted, reluctantly, this was very uh, Jeff Winger of her, I don't <laughs> want a leadership position, but I will accept it if it's thrust upon me. Reluctantly. Yeah. She says, I'm, I'm not a leader, but if we need someone to delegate tasks and everyone's on board with receiving those delegated tasks, I can do that. And I don't think that there's really any better way to do that. Because if you had a camp that's been in shambles for six days and you actually want to do something about it and someone is organized and orderly and has that foresight, this is perfect for Dina, given the imperfect situation that she was dropped in. Oh, she does a great job with this, this bad hand she's dealt. She plays it the best she can. Love Dina. 10-2 off-suit, but somehow she uh, she won it. So this is kind of fun moment. We get this reward challenge. It's kind of like the matching game. It's pretty funny. It, it's very American Pie, just full-on sex comedy. It's it just kind of like a fun challenge that I wish they would do again. They've only done it twice, and I really wish they'd bring it back. It's fun. So what was it like? It's basically they had to like go around and be like, Josh, do you have a bar of soap? And if you had it, you'd have to give it to me and we get score a point. And it really gets the tribe like um, uh, interacting. Because yeah, a lot of times the tribes don't interact very much until there's like swaps or merges. And this is a challenge where it's very social and you have to interact with each other. And it, it was pretty fun. So, so what made it more that American Pie sex comedy? Oh, All the guys oh. were just like, hey girl. <laughs> do you got a bar of soap? And, well, and then Jeff was saying stuff like, hey Rob. What do you think of Heidi? What do you tell her what you think of her? I think you Just are gorgeous. <laughs> and, and somebody made a joke about uh, one of the guys like ripped on Rob. And the girl's like, oh, you should hear what we have to say about him. And uh, like in a flirtatious matter, like you should hear what we have to say about Rob back at camp. And Rob's like, oh my God, the best fuck, day yeah. of my life. <laughs> best day ever. <laughs> it's really funny. Now, were they really talking about him? Eh, maybe. Probably not. I think they were just excited to actually use their power of flirtation because they've just been on a tribe with Gene, Joanna, and Dina. Three people who are very immune to all of this. I have all this power. I need to channel it into this one challenge. It's really funny. This is a great challenge. Now, I know you said it's only been done like one other time in the show's history, but something that I really wish they would have done when it came down to it, lie about what you have. Just ask the guys or ask the girls about a brush, but you don't have a brush. That way the girl with the brush doesn't ask you about the brush, but she gives away that she has a brush. You're thinking too hard about it. I am not thinking too Here's hard about why. it. The guys don't give a crap. 
They, but they should. It's a million dollars. For, for, it's a reward challenge in the pre-merge. Challenge. Let the girls have it. So this is the point where Rob and Alex form an alliance. So like officially we have Rob and Alex on the same page. They're working together now. Which is like the first official alliance kind of of this season. Yeah. Yeah, the first like... Official on official. Like, the, first, yeah. the first on camera because I think there's a lot of unspoken alliance sure. ties between Butch and Dave and Roger, but... So then we get this jailbreak immunity challenge, which I'm a huge fan of. I love the jailbreaks. The women win. Always good. Oh, they crushed the they men. Crushed I don't them. know what happened because they were neck and neck, but it was like the guys didn't untie one of their ropes. Yep. And they, they didn't finish cutting through one rope or something like that, and they just couldn't get it. But we go to tribal council, and the question is, is it going to be Daniel or Roger? And like we said earlier, Alex is the swing vote. So who's the who should you get rid of, Daniel or Roger? Uh, how's it split? It's split 4-4. Four, four. Well, 3-3. Three, three, three. Three. Um, so it's Dave, Butch, and Roger on one side. It is Daniel, Matt, and Rob on the other. Alex is in the middle, but he's got an alliance with Rob. Yeah, so basically at this point, I think you... <sighs> it's Alex's choice, basically. Yeah. Well, I think if you have that, that now-spoken alliance with Rob, I think you just go with whatever he's going with. Now, if you're putting alliances aside, it's more considering do you want to keep a more productive person who's also very off-putting personality-wise, or do you, would you rather have someone that's just, like, lazy and is another body there? I think that you can get rid of Daniel here, but I don't think it really matters either way. So I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. I don't know how important this vote is going to end up being in the scheme of the game, but if I'm Alex, I think I want to send Daniel home. Because if you send Daniel home, Rob has nowhere to go but back to you. And you're also cementing yourself in with a majority alliance of four. And maybe he was closer with those three than we saw on camera. Because it seemed like, other than his one spat with Roger, they seemed to be on okay terms. So I think you give the people on the bottom no choice but to come back to you. And you give the people on top a reason to trust you. I think Daniel's the right move. I agree. And I'm more because I think Alex gets along pretty well with Dave and Butch. And Roger, you know, just deal with Roger. Whereas I don't think Alex and Matt really get along. And I don't think Alex particularly likes Daniel either. So I think just overall, you know, if you look at the both groups overall, yeah. I think Alex makes the right move. Yeah. And Rob, of course, goes with. And Matt, of course, goes with them because it's a lost cause. Six votes for Daniel, one for Roger. Bye-bye, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> uh, Derek, who's the best player? Best player, I have Gene. Oh, okay. For uh, getting the leader appointed without actually becoming the leader. Just finding a sly way around it and then once again winning immunity despite... The utter shambles, like less shambles, fewer shambles. They're starting to clean them up. But being on the winning tribe, ultimately, again. I had Alex. Uh, he forms an alliance with Rob, and he makes the right move in eliminating Daniel. Yeah, if you're looking at more of the strategic side of the game, which you, you always have to be looking at, even in the early game here, I think I'd have to side with Ryan here. I've got no qualms with that. Alex was my honorable mention. There we go. I don't have a worse player. Do you guys? Oh, I absolutely do. Okay. Roger, hear. he's a hothead. He was being argumentative at the beginning of this episode, and I think he made enemies and painted a big target on his back the second that his alliance is forced to get rid of someone, he's on the bottom of it. But he got his way. He got, You know, the, the one person he got into like a feud with was Daniel. Got rid of Daniel. He won. I just know we, we've gone on the show before and we've criticized getting your way in the pre-merge. He really should be more of a chameleon, and I feel like he's standing out for all the wrong reasons, sure. and that's why he's going to be my worst. 
I, I, don't, I think he had a bad moment, but I think ultimately he played well. So I'm going to say, for me, no worse player. I do think it was a bad moment, but I think it's way too early to say that there's no worse player. Okay. Um, even if it's like the smallest of small marks, basically, to put you slightly uh, in the bad category, I think you got to go with it just because there's so many other people here that are either neutral or good. And people so, are looking for reasons to send you home. Yeah, I had Rodgers a net positive. Like, a bad moment, but for the episode, I had him as net positive. Interesting. Yeah, and I, I, I get I get that you can, like, cancel it out and, like, have good things happen and, and move you to a net positive, but even the fact that some bad thing happened, I think you, you gotta give it to him. Okay. So. Sorry, Ryan. It's all right. It's don't all right. apologize to him. You don't apologize to me, you suck up. Yeah. well. <laughs> all right, episode four is called Trapped. This is a uh, little known fact, Admiral Akbar's favorite episode. <laughs> what? Stupid. It's a Star Wars joke. <laughs> I was going to say, is that Akbar? Like, I'm like, that sounds like something from like Moby Dick or something. So, he is a squid person. <laughs> Joanna and Jean wake up early to go to work while the others sleep. Heidi says, hey, doing less work is going to get me further in the game. Guess what? She's right. As, as long as you're not dead last in the amount of work you're contributing, yeah, sure. <laughs> or if the majority alliance is, you know, not doing work, you're good. Don't do work. Chill out. Save your energy. This is like echoes of Samburu tribe. Mm-hmm. Where you got the older members of the tribe getting up early, working too hard, and kind of getting on the younger people's case about it. You got to not do that. It's not Linda bad. Where she basically turns into their mom, yep. but it's still enough to, yeah, rub people the wrong way. Absolutely. Not looking good for uh, the old winner pick for Derek. Yep. This is where I knew. <laughs> so on the men's tribe, Matt is the one who's in the outs. He's, he's on the bottom. He's next to go if they lose again. But he does catch a huge fish. Finally. Yep. Finally so, the men are catching fish. So trying to take that provider role so that maybe they'll, he can knock like Rob beneath him instead of him being last. He puts Rob last or something like that. It's about all you can do at this point. Yep. Yeah. It, either be better socially or go and catch fish. And I don't think Matt can be better socially. I don't I, think he's got that gear. No. <laughs> he's only got one gear. And that's... Fish. I don't know what gear Matt is on. I'm not... I don't know if it's of this world. <laughs> Heidi and Jenna, we get some confessionals with them talking about their bodies and how jealous the older women are. It's pretty funny. <laughs> The older women are just jealous because we have, like, better bodies and stuff. Was this the was this the episode where they do, like, a bunch of, like, slow-mo stuff while they're bathing? Yeah, Amazonian in the river. Yeah. Yes, this, this is absolutely <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is that episode. Like, and I was actually surprised. Like, full-on tops off and everything. I was like, th- these are probably the most risque, like, cuts of Survivor I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, there's a reason why I, I brought up that. It's it's one of the things that I remember from this yep. season. Uh, just, just saying. I mean, they've had they've had this stuff before, like just yep. like generally just waiting in the water. But I think there's something different about it being in the Amazon mm. and it being a girl's tribe and the way they shoot it. Oh, oh absolutely! Yeah. It's basically a shampoo commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and they're using the shampoo they won yeah. in the last episode. This is another like straight out of American Pie. Like the guys are all like, you know, oh, check out the girls and they're bathing majestically in a river. Like, this is straight out of one of those teen sex. And do they keep cutting? If I do, they keep cutting away to like the guys talking about them, just going back to basically their banter back and forth about like, oh, Heidi's so hot. Oh, Jenna's so hot. Oh, Shonda's so hot. Like, all this stuff. And then you just show them all bathing each other, just like, I wonder what they're doing now. (laughs) See, meanwhile, I'm thinking of that scene in Game of Thrones when Misande 
Ray is bathing, and then Grey Worm is just like got his eyes above the water like a crocodile, just kind of staring at her, and she catches him, and then he just like holds his breath and goes under the water and swims away. I'm just imagining like Rob Sesternino down river, just like you know, like they all a just swim over. Like you know what, I'll put up with the piranhas for this. <laughs> You know, I, can, I I know some people don't like the season because of this kind of stuff. You know, it, it's definitely cringy, but I think it's funny. It, it, I mean, of course you don't do this nowadays. No. And it hasn't aged well, but I don't think that there's... Okay, so the whole, like, it doesn't age well thing. I don't think that doesn't... That really... Ma- I mean, there's some things that you can say don't don't age well some from the, the season. Some of the from the guys. For, it's, sure, it's, oh, for it's, sure. But I think the, the shots of all this this kind of stuff you're fitting this whole like picture of it and i honestly i don't really see like much wrong with it i'm thinking about it within context they have absolutely gone out of their way as a show this season to objectify the women yeah and so within context it's bad but that shot on its own if you were to do it like harmlessly in season 39 40 41 right and they're talking strategy and bathing Honestly, I wouldn't even like think twice about it. I'd be like, oh yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to have some girl time and some strategy talk. Like, perfect. But this time they were going out of their way to objectify the women. That's but, absolutely what they were doing. But they do use it to make an alliance. Heidi, Jenna, and Shauna all make an alliance, and they decide to bring in Dina. So they, we got a group of four uh, out of seven. So, so the men win reward, and because of this, Shauna has just a meltdown. It completely breaks down. She's like, oh, "This is my worst day ever. I've never felt so low." Because the men won Coca Cola. All right. Ch- chill out. Chill out, Sean. Well, she can't. She didn't win the fridge. Oh, got him. Zing. Yeah, they do win like a, a fridge or freezer. <laughs> it's a mini fridge. A mini fridge. Just chilling in the jungle. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's, yes, literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the men win immunity, which was a really interesting immunity where it's just how much fish can you catch in an hour? Oh, and you, you just knew like immediately because Matt just is like, whoop, whoop. Basically, like Wii Sports, You're just pulling them out of the water like it's a video game. And then Jeff is like, Dave, why don't you explain the strategy? Well, you see, we got three poles in the water. I help take the fish off the hooks, and then we get the hooks back in the water real fast, and uh, that's kind of a strategy. Hopefully the women aren't doing better. Jeff's like, you sure you uh, don't want to be overly cocky? He's like, no, Jeff, I'm done being cocky now. <laughs> And if I remember correctly, they get to keep whatever they catch. Yeah, that's insane. That's yeah. a lot of Especially meat. if, like, I mean, it'd be it'd be different if it was, like, a total of, like, five fish are caught. And, like, the guys win, like, three to two or something like that. But if I remember it's a ton. It's, it's a, a ton of fish. The yeah. only thing is that you got to eat it all today. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to go bad. It's a feast. True. And, but they got their fridge. They can keep it in there. Yeah, oh, they, yeah you're right. <laughs> they got a fridge. And after this, Shauna just wants to quit. She wants to go home. She's done. And this is so good. I, I love, love this. this so much. Dina, Heidi, and Jenna decide to take Shauna hostage and hold her in the game. It's what you do. It's brilliant. It is brilliant, and I love this so much. Oh, it's so good, you guys. It's it's it. Yeah, they, they decide they want to get rid of Joanna. Fair. <laughs> they don't know what Shauna's going to do, so they bring in Christy just because who's been doing a lot better. And to yeah. her credit, she's chilled out. Doing a lot better. They bring in her in and they're like, yeah, well, I'll vote for Joanna and we'll hold Shauna in the game. I have a story I want to tell. So once upon a time, the three of us and I think a few other people, some of our friends, were playing the Survivor board game with some adjustments. We, we changed the rules a little bit. Now, notably, whenever we play the Survivor board game, I get voted out immediately. Unless I win immunity, I'm done. Every time. As you should. Yes. Now. <laughs> Maybe you should be better at Survivor, Ryan. Yep. Now, so we were playing this game. The first round, I want immunity. I was safe. So we second round of the game, I am no longer safe. But... Our friend Connor had to go home uh, because he had to work early the next morning. So he's like, hey, everybody, will you just please vote me out so I can go home? And we all agreed to it. Yes, sure. We will We will all vote Connor out. It'll be great. 
So I go into the confessional booth and I vote Connor, yada, yada, yada. And everybody votes for me. <laughs> Sorry, Connor. <laughs> Hope you didn't want your sleep. And I believe it was, uh, you guys didn't like even conspire against me. You all just had to be funny and just throw a vote on me. <laughs> I think that's actually what happened. You, you all independently <laughs> just decided to throw a vote on me. I get voted out. You guys hold Connor hostage to keep him in the game. And I'm out. And then Connor immediately quits. Because he's like, I gotta go home. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You killed two birds with one stone, and this is what I think of. Uh, uh, yeah. Because sometimes, that, hey, in the game of Survivor, if you hold that person hostage, get past one more vote, maybe they will quit. Yeah, so this is that's what I think of every time. So, and, and my favorite is just how ice cold Dina is in her confessional. She's like, what gives Shauna the right to think she has any say in when she gets to go home? You don't vote yourself out of Survivor. And then they hold her. I'm like, oh. Oh, damn. I love this. It's so good. I love it. Especially because I know in later seasons, people are genuinely just going to quit the game. So, like, good on Shauna for not being so mentally broken that she just, like, exits the game because I know that that can happen. But this is before all that, and I'm just like, this is amazing. This is probably my favorite single move in Survivor to this point, like, through six seasons, just because it's so unusual. Yeah. And it's, and it's amazing, and it's a win for everyone except the person being held hostage who's going to win more money because of it. Like, this is literally like a win, 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 except for the person who goes home. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like Joanna, so it's, it's oh. all wins for me. So here, here, here's, here's who's on the table. We, we have a core alliance. We have Dina, Heidi, and, and Jenna. They're holding Shauna hostage, and they have Christy on board now. So that leaves Joanna, Jean, and I, technically Shauna. Who should it have been? Oh, Joanna. Okay, because I disagree. I think Jean should have been the one to go here. Uh, explain. Okay, so Joanna is generally better in the challenges. She's probably the strongest overall of the women, physically. Now, is she more annoying? Yes. But she's less dangerous. Jean is conniving. She's very, very smart. Jean is just more dangerous and yet less useful, I think, overall. So I think it should have been Jean to go, not Joanna. Possibly. I think the only way they get Christy on board is if it's not Jean, though. Because Jean was Christy's closest ally. So Christy's probably thinking, as long as it's not Jean... I'm all for holding Shauna hostage because that'll be an easier vote out down the road to keep me in the game. If that's the case, because we didn't see it, but if that's the case, right. then yes, I agree. With yeah, you. and I know we have we didn't see it, but I was kind of wondering why they went for Joanna because just keep the goats around, and yeah. also Joanna is a physical beast. Say what you want about Joanna, she can beat the crap out of me. She's got no social game, no strategic game. But she's got physical game. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do think it should have been Gene, unless you know Christy. Yeah. I, w- I would basically just agree with that statement. Uh, you you kind of have to have the stipulation in there, but I think that it would be smart, if you're able to, to vote out Jean. And ultimately, it's going to be five votes for Joanna, two votes for Shauna. Jean is not happy, which is very funny. Yeah, not looking good for the old Derek's winner pick. Uh, so for best player, I have Dina uh, for getting into this alliance. At first, she was fourth in the alliance. She rose to third and held Shauna hostage in the game. <laughs> So for my best, I had Matthew. I said that he was able to take on that role of provider, actually provide, and they actually do a pretty good job of showing him trying to reconnect socially, and they were able to come together enough as a team and use his provider role, again, to win themselves immunity. But I've got no qualms with Dina, just given the fact that she was somehow invited into this, like, she was invited into, like, the Mean Girls Club. Like, she's yeah. invited to be one of the plastics. Yeah, she's uh, she's Lindsay Lohan. She's... <laughs> She's Lindsay Lohan. And she just wants to go back to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was season three. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I've got nothing against Dina. I just I just thought Matthew stood out. 
I don't know. Neither of you guys' arguments are great. <laughs> I think I would have to go with... You know what? I, I'm going to go with Dina, uh, just because she became part of more of an alliance. Uh, yeah, Matthew, great little bit of provider, but I still see him as pretty far down on the on the tribe. Yes, Dina's at the bottom of the alliance that she's in. Uh, maybe. It, it seems like they pulled her in as like the last member. But I think she passed um, Shauna now. I think she's third. Oh, I'd agree with that. Oh, okay, true. 100%. Oh, there you go. Okay. Then I, I feel better about uh, siding with you and, and going with Dina. I, think, I don't think we'll have any disagreements about the worst player, though. Uh, I, I think it's Jean. It's Jean. Uh, she's <laughs> too, she was too focused on work, she was on the wrong side of the boat, and she loses her closest ally. Yeah, that, that's the note I made. Uh, all I needed to see was that she lost her closest ally and that she was kind of angry yeah. at the end. Like, eh. This next episode is going to open up with an angry Gene, okay? Sounds good to me. <laughs> episode 5, Pick Up Sticks. So Gene's pissed off. No. Shocker. Wow. And, and this is so funny. So the next morning she calls a group meeting. And she's like, Dina, last night I heard you say that I'm not a team player. And Dina's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was talking uh, about Christy. And we were talking about how she wasn't a team player. And now she is a team player. So that was about Christy. And Gina's like, oh. Foot and mouth. Well, now I don't have anything to say. Not oh, looking no, I'm angry good. About nothing. <laughs> it's just really funny. I love Dina so much. And this is where you need to not just speak for the sake of speaking. Yeah. Jean needed to sit back and do more listening, especially knowing that she's on the outs. Yep. Not looking good for uh, for Derek. She's gonna come back. Oh. She's gonna win. Oh, okay. I definitely got the right pick. I'm sure. So the youngest person in each tribe is sent to a summit. So that's Jenna and Dave. And it's kind of the opposite of what happened in Thailand where the, the eldest uh, players get to pick the tribes. Jenna and Dave are going to have a draft. They get to stay overnight at this place and talk for a long time. And the next day they're going to draft new tribes. Yes, overnight. But overnight, which is another classic Survivor hookup Classic. Moment. And of course they're going to do it on a men's versus women's season. Yeah, and the two youngest, yeah, of yeah. course. I, now, st- I still think that Brandon and uh, Frank were more likely to do something. Oh yeah, definitely. They definitely had more chemistry. <laughs> uh, but here's what's funny is if Ryan hadn't been voted out, he was the youngest guy, so it could have been Ryan and Jenna. There's a possibility there. The two models? Yeah, the two models. Of course. So, Jenna reveals a lot of information at this uh, the summit. So, not great, Jenna. Jenna talks about how close she and Heidi are. Well, when Dave gets first pick of the women, guess who he's going to take? Closest ally. Yeah. It's a really good move from Dave. Now, I don't know, because I think you could look at this the other way and look more long-term with it, because you could definitely rub Jenna the wrong way with being like, hey, thanks for all this information, now I'm going to grab your closest ally. And actually, you could do two different things with this. Either you say, I'm not going to pick Heidi, and you're welcome, basically, remember this later type of thing. Or, if you have your own closest ally, you say, hey, I won't pick Heidi if you don't pick X person, whatever. I was really expecting more of a dialogue here, like, who don't you want me to pick? I think Dave is going with the mentality, all right, how do we make the girls the weakest so we can take them apart and the men will, will rise to merge and take them all down? And doing it that way, separating Jen and Heidi is the best move if, if that's the plan. Make them the weakest and most divided as possible. So Yeah, but I absolutely see where Josh is coming from. Sure. Because, sure. because that's a that's a short-term game because that's also assuming that all the guys are just going to stick together come the merge. True. which. It could, it could happen, That's but... a big assumption. Yeah. So I would like to think a little bit more long-term than that. Try to build a bit more bond then to kind of uh, make an enemy here. Well, and here's the other thing. If you take Heidi over, protect her, make a friendship with her, and come back, bring Jenna in that way... That's a, that's another decent move. So they, there's options here. Yeah, all I'm saying is I do, I do like the idea of calling it like an open dialogue more. Sure. Just like, hey, 
What do you think of this? Sure. But it ends up being uh, Dave gets Heidi and Christy and Jean from the women, and Butch and Roger, who's too close to allies, for the men. Oh, thank God, my winner pick is saved. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's a, it's a pretty good draft for Dave. He gets his two closest allies and takes Jenna's cl- uh, closest ally away from her. Whereas Jenna, she keeps Dina and Shauna. Dina's great, but Shauna, oh boy, not not exactly reliable. So I think <coughs> if you're going to rank the drafts, you know, give them a rating, I think Dave wins. Oh, definitely. No question. When Christy shows up at Tom Bakie, Roger, Butch, and Dave find out for the first time she's deaf. And... They do a great job of like bringing her in, welcoming her. They they do an excellent job on all three of them. Mm-hmm. So really, props for making Christy feel at home. So I actually do nice. remember that. I remember that from the first time that I watched that. Um, that was something that stood out. So good on them. And I'm also surprised that they weren't able to tell during something like that. That one reward challenge where they were doing like the matching stuff. That, sure. That didn't really come out at all. Yeah, it, it, that is kind of interesting. Good moment for the three guys. Absolutely. And Roger needed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and particularly Butch, which we'll see later in the episode, but yeah, awesome stuff. So when Alex comes into camp, Shauna comes back to life. Uh, she's immediately falling head over heels for Alex. Uh, it's actually pretty humorous. It's like she's jumping up and down like, oh my God, there's guys here. And that's this is exactly what production was just waiting yeah. for. They're just like, we're going to keep them apart, yes. deprive them, yes. and then put them together and just... Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure production just loved this. But Dean is pretty worried about Shauna flipping, which is fair. You did hold her hostage in the last round. There's the risky run. There's the risky run. And you know that tribe swaps exist now, so... But you gotta do the best you can with what you got. Yes. I still think they did. Oh, it was still a great move. Still yes. my favorite. Uh, but it is a fair thing to worry about her flipping, so you need to take that into account. Yeah. But Jabiru, new Jabiru, wins immunity. So Tamaki's going to tribal council. So it looks like it's going to be a 3-3 guys versus girls split. And the girls, they don't know who to vote for. They don't want to get rid of Dave because he's the strongest. So it's really between Butch and Roger. They draw straws. And ultimately, because of the, the, the straw they draw, they're going to vote Butch. This is a dumb way to decide who to vote for. Yeah. Roger's the obvious vote. Roger's the obvious vote. And anytime you're not making a decision, you're letting a decision make you. Mm-hmm. That's not strategic at all. I, yeah, I really don't like this. So I get the whole random part if it truly is just a complete tie, but what's what's the reasoning behind why you think that Roger's the easy choice for the girls? I just think Butch is, you know, more pleasant to be around and just stronger and challenging at this point. You know, there's going to be presumably two rounds of voting. Might as well just try and keep the stronger one just so you can win next time. I and, and, and my reasoning is that Butch seems like someone who would be willing to work with the women more than a Roger. Mm-hmm, Granted, true. everyone was able to bring in Christy on more of like an equal footing, and that's really all the evidence that we had this episode. But Roger's very much like that blue-collar, stuck-in-his-ways kind of player. I mean, he just kind of screamed stereotypical old guy yeah. on Survivor. For that reason, I would want to keep Butch because I feel like You've got more lanes open ahead of you if you do. Yeah, that's fair. But Dave doesn't want to go to a tie, so he brings in Heidi. And it's like, yo, just come with us instead, and we'll get rid of Jean. I know she was next to go on your guys' group anyway. We'll just get rid of her. Genius. Because because Jean... (laughs) Genius? Genius. Because Jenna gave me all the information. She's going to give me everything. So Tribal Council, it's four votes for Jean, two votes for Butch. And honestly, don't go to Rocks. So this is the right move for Heidi, I think. Void Rocks. And honestly, now looking at it, kind of taking another step back from Dave's point of view and going back to the draft, and he like he's talking to Jenna and just kind of having a good conversation with her, building bonds, and then drafts her closest ally. I want to think at least he's... I, I want to give him as much credit as possible, even if this was completely accidental, but looking forward enough 
and knowing that there's going to be this 3-3 tie and that maybe he can make bonds with Heidi because he made bonds with Jen and be like, hey, like, uh, we had a, we had a good time over there. I know that you were close with her. I'd like to partner with both of you guys, like in the future, come with us and we can like make something like that happen. Yeah. That's basically what he says. And it's effective. And I think it's a very good move for Dave. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I got to say Gene's the right move. Gene's the right move. Sigh. <laughs> Rip Derek. Rip. We'll get into your new winner pick in a second. Yeah. Dave. Let's go over best player. Derek, who is your best player of the episode? Dave. He kept his core alliance, had the stronger draft. And got up on the numbers men over women for as long as this pre-merge goes on. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Plus, he was awesome. And just, you know, I, I know uh, Butch and Roger did this too, but he was so kind to Christy. Yeah. And, you know, uh, just, you know, good person points. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first episode that we really saw anything with Dave, and it was pretty much good stuff. Yeah. Bang ring. That's I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Dave screams, like, Ivy League, but, like, this was a really good episode. I loved it. Yeah, I think it's Dave. I, I think that's a solid choice. Worst player? I had Heidi. Okay. Because she lost her closest ally, nothing in her control. She lost the numbers, now she's at the mercy of the men. And she flipped, so that might not be a good look if Christy makes it to the merge and gets back to talking with the other women. I vehemently disagree. Vehemently. Because A, those first two things were both out of her control, I don't count that. Completely discount it. If you can't control it, then I'm not going to count it against you or for you. But I, I think she made the right move in flipping. Like, yeah, maybe because of a mixed single, but it was the best move for her game. So I don't want to put that on her. So my pick is Christy. Yes, she had a great social connection with the three guys, but she was on the wrong side of the boat. And she was willing to go to rocks, which is stupid. So I actually, I, I didn't even watch this episode, but I have an opinion on it. Uh, so I, I agree with Ryan here uh, that it can't be Heidi because I actually think that this, completely ignoring the whole like rocks thing, I think it's actually a good move for her to flip. You are opening yourself up to other alliances in the future. I know you got, you have your core one that you made with the girls on the other side, but you have to assume that there's a chance that not everyone's going to make it through this, uh, this pre-merge. And once you look post-merge, you got to make bonds with other people anyway, so might as well start now. Show that you're willing to work with other people, and then with the three guys, you're automatically ahead uh, of Christy here in case you lose next vote. So I think that this is actually a great move for Heidi. If you know that the merge is coming up, I don't have as much of a problem with this. But I think in Classic Survivor, too often it turns into OG Tribe versus OG Tribe, and it's very dangerous for them to go down in the numbers, even if it's 5v6 right now. That was why I have Heidi as the worst, because she didn't even try and press the issue. She flipped immediately and didn't even do a revote. I don't like that either. Why didn't the women try to stay together long enough to do something? Just because Gene is kind of on the outs? It's for a million dollars. You can mend fences The for weaker group is going to fall apart. The weaker group was clearly the women because Gene was on the outs. The, the guys have been united this whole time. There's no way the women were going to stay together. This, Why would Heidi go to Rocks for Gene? Yeah, I, yeah. The, to me, that do, it doesn't really make sense. I'm not saying go to Rocks. I'm saying you can at least press the issue and try <laughs> to play the other side. I think voting, doing the flip halfway through, I think that just looks weaselly. Like, oh, you, you, you're not really with us. You just you, you wanted to go all the way and make sure like this is your last chance. I think if you're really going to do it, you got to commit. Going to that tie and then flipping your boat, I think, is 90% of the time a bad look and a bad move. At least it would give you a chance to go with your other ally and make a decision to flip together. Because then you could say, all right, well, Christy, we are going to send Gene home anyway. Let's send Gene home. I don't like it. I don't like. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't like going to 
the tie and then flipping. I, I really don't like that move yeah. for See, anyone. And I know this is an unpopular opinion, and you've told me that I'm stupid and I'm wrong before, but I would go to rocks here. I don't care. No, terrible move. That's your worst take you've ever in, had. In, in, <laughs> especially, especially right now, you you have six people. Cut two people out. You have a 25% chance going home. Yeah. That is 75% chance staying. Or I, you could, or not you could have a hundred percent chance of staying. If you have the option to not, you know, if you, if you know, obviously for Jean, yeah, get everybody to go to rocks because she's going home. If you're Heidi, no, it's in the pre-merge, no, 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 no rocks. Bad. If I have, if I have a hundred percent chance to stay, I'm taking that hundred percent. In modern Survivor, it's different. There are idols. There's more flipping. There's more scheming. There's more plotting. In classic Survivor, we know that the OG tribe takes control more often than not. You need to do everything in your power to keep the numbers on your OG tribe now. Because say what you want about Jean, I don't think that she was a risk to flip. Because I think she, she's 100% a risk to flip. Absolutely. She would have flipped here, and she didn't. She, this would have been her opportunity to flip, and she didn't. Maybe not Maybe not here, but at the, uh, at the, at merge. the merge, 100%. She's not staying loyal to these women. I no mean, way. This, this is all conjecture anyway. I think she does stay loyal with the women long enough to take out the men, because I think that's who she is. I think she has no reason to stay loyal to the women. I would put money on making it further with Gene if I'm in with the women than going with the men. No chance. No chance. No chance. Uh, I, I disagree. Dead dog wrong, Derek. Nope. I, I, you can't so prove that. I, I know we're talking about like old school Survivor and their tendencies, but it, I, I know it's still only season six, but you're starting to see a lot more gameplay just throughout these seasons, and it's not like it's season one or season two. Uh, so it always ha- it, you can't just assume that it's going to be loyal tribes. Yeah, we, we Marquesas has happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark, yes, Marquesas has happened. I know that. <laughs> I've seen that. It's still more often than not. That the controlling tribe will whittle it down until they have complete control, then pick off a member of their own tribe while they still have control, and then keep whittling. That being said, I understand why people wouldn't want to go to Rocks here, but me, in this spot, in this season, I probably would. Because to me, this is a million-dollar vote. You're right. It is a million-dollar vote, and I 100% want to stay. Yep. Um, Terrible. But either Live way... another day. Either way, it's a 2v1, Derek, so yep, too bad. Right. But, so you're um, voting off the podcast. Yep. But Deuces. Ryan, I don't. Did you ever say who you thought your worst player was? Yeah, I said Christy. Christy, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just for being on the wrong side of the vote, there wasn't that much else to go with here. Fair. She's she's the clear next person to go if they yeah. lose. So Derek, you lose your winner pick here. Gene's yeah. gone. Yep. So who is your new winner pick? Well, you see, I went out on a canoe and drew some straws and settled on Butch. <laughs> okay. You know, I know it's not a great way to select any person for anything, uh, but. That was how I ended up. No, honestly, I, I was texting you guys a million times a minute when Gene went home because I'm like, I have no idea who to pick here. I don't want to pick any of the women because now they're down in the numbers, and I think that, honestly, the bonds between the men are stronger on both sides. going to find out that I'm wrong next episode, but I didn't know this. So I just felt that Butch was in the best position to at least make it to the merge and has goodwill with everyone. I don't think anybody hates Butch. Even the women didn't want to vote him out. They just picked someone and targeted him. So I think it's fair. Settled on Butch and uh, and went with it. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Yeah, I'm good with it. Episode six is more than meets the eye, and we get a really good scene of Roger and Butch uh, cheering up Christy, making her feel uh, better about the vote. And so it's just a really nice moment for them, especially for Butch. I thought all three of them in general. It was it was nice to see. I mean, we talked about it last episode, but the way that they were all able to make Christy feel. 
more useful. And I think they even have a, a, a segment where they say like, hey, you know, you brought the same things that Gene did. And you brought more heart and more spirit. No, it was more you brought stuff and Gene didn't. So there you go. Either way, they it was a genuine moment. And I especially love this look for Butch. Good job. Then we have a, our showmance of Alex and Shauna. Uh, and Matt third wheeling. Uh, we have Alex and Shauna cu- uh, cuddling in the shelter at one point. And Matt's trying to crawl in and use Shauna as a pillow. This third whole wheel. this whole thing is just super cringe. But this whole thing is just irritating Rob. He's like, dude, bro, okay, I thought we were in alliance. Quit showmancing. It's kind of like when your buddy gets a girlfriend and just kind of like stops hanging out with you. Absolutely. So he goes and creates an alliance with Dina, which is... Love it. Love it so much. Love it. And then they bring in Matt as their pawn, and they have Jenna as well. So they're kind of in control of the game now on this tribe. Yeah, and you've got connections that reach not just on this tribe, but reach across tribes as well. Come merge time, everyone involved here, I mean, strings start to cross. I love it. My great sense of math would say that that is a majority. Mm -hmm. It's true. Tamaki wins this meat-eating immunity challenge, which is just the grossest thing I've ever seen in my (laughs) life. They all got (laughs) to eat meat off this giant slab. And it gets, like, stuck in their teeth, so they have to have other members, like, bite and, like, pull it out of each other's mouths. It's... Uh, but you said they got to keep the meat, so at least there's that. Uh, I'm gonna go puke. Meat stew. So nasty. It's 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 honestly disgusting. Yeah. But what, what kind of meat is it? I, I think it was beef. a cow. I think it was, it was beef. Mm-hmm. At least they didn't, like, shoot an arrow into it and let the blood drain out. <laughs> oh. So over on Jabaru, we have a classic survivor moment where they decided to have an open forum... This works every time, 60% of the time. Where Shauna, you know, it's a 3-3 men versus women thing. Shauna's saying, hey, if it's going to be a woman, it should be me, not Dina or, or Jenna. Shauna, what are you doing? Stop. What are you doing? This is bad. Don't throw yourself on the chopping block. Maybe she was just trying to, like, keep herself held hostage. She's embracing the role of hostage. I doubt it. I don't think she's very good at Survivor. And then Alex says, I'm going to vote for Matt. Speaking of people who aren't good at Survivor... Why, dude? Why would you say that? This is bad all around, because what good is it for Alex to decide to turn on Matt now? What... where... Mm, what is the strategy here? Ryan, you're the, you're the Survivor know-it-all. What's, this, what's the strategy here? Say nothing. Yeah, you don't need a know-it-all You don't have an open that. forum. <laughs> That's step, step one. Ones. You find yourself in an open forum, and you are Alex. You say nothing. You say nothing. You let everybody else dig their own graves. There you go. So, Alex, if you're listening, this was a bad move. Next time you're on Survivor, Alex, don't do this. Matt's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll vote for you then. (laughs) What else do you do at that point? It's kind of like, no, you. And it ends up being four votes for Shauna, two votes for Matt. I thought this was, like, the right move overall. It's kind of a tricky thing. Between Shauna and Matt, Shauna's just so much less predictable than Matt is. And there is some logic to just cutting the wild card out of the equation, like, yeah, it's not great for Dina and Jenna maybe to get rid of a woman, but just because they can't trust Shauna and they've been holding her hostage, maybe it is better to go with Matt, who could, they can use as a pawn. I don't know. What do you guys think? No, I I judge Dina pretty harshly for this, to be perfectly honest, because you already know that a woman was eliminated on the other tribe. Now, granted, you know I don't know that any of these tribes are particularly close via gender anymore, but you need to go into the merge assuming that all things are open. And if you go in four women to six men, at least on paper, that should be a disadvantage. I don't think it's going to end up like that, but I still judge Dina for not trying a little bit harder to keep Shauna, even if you're just holding her hostage for another vote. That is another vote. And we already said Shauna seems revitalized ever since Alex showed up. 
Maybe you can try to use that showman's to your advantage as long as you can keep them with you. It just turns into this whole weird thing. I don't know. Josh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I actually don't think it's that close. I think that it should be Matthew here. Uh, just because you have three girls who are all in the same alliance, and you can just have all three of them pair up together. Alex is close with Shauna, so there's a fourth. And Rob has had individual alliances with both Dina and Alex at this point. So that seems like a pretty easy 5-1 split to me. And I think you can actually get a pretty solid group here going into the merge and move together. And, and if you want to move any of that around on your own with people from the other tribe, you are completely free once you get to the merge. But I think by taking out Matthew, or by including Matthew in your plans... You might throw a wrench or two into there. I, I don't think that this is necessarily a bad move by any means, but I think that taking out Matthew would actually be better. I mean, I, I could see it for like a Dina and Jenna. It's like, it's if you're, but this is going to lead me into my best player of the episode. Uh, this is clearly, I think, the best move for Rob. Yeah, did Rob lose in any which way in this no. episode? Rob's the best player. He's got an amazing social game. He makes an alliance with Dina and now with Matt and with Jenna. He's eliminated Shauna, which frees up Alex. Where's Alex going to go now? You know, you got to come back to your bro. That's fair. So all around, this is an incredible episode for Rob, I thought. Yeah, and Rob kind of turned the tables on Alex a little bit because I felt like a while ago, Alex sent Daniel home to kind of force Rob to come back to him. And in this way, Rob was like, no, Alex, come back to me now. And I mean, going into what is now the merge, Rob has a connection with basically everybody. I except think Christy. Yeah, except Christy, but he's laid almost a perfect groundwork. And the only reason he doesn't have a connection with Christy is because he's never talked to her. Yep. I bet that he would be working with her as well, because that just seems like the kind of guy Rob is. So I agree with you 100%. It's got to be Rob for this episode. It was nothing short of spectacular. Can't argue with that. Basically, the most dangerous thing for Rob right now is whether or not people see him as a threat going forward, just because he's made that many that many bonds. So for worst player, I got Alex. He's focusing too much on his showmance, telling Matt he would vote for him, <laughs> being on the wrong side of the vote. Just, I don't know what Alex is doing here. Yeah, and I, I can't really dispute it. I think Jenna was the worst here. I feel like Jenna was one of the dominoes in this episode, and she could have done something to try and keep it women strong. Even though, like you said, Shauna was a bit of a wild card. You never really know where her head's at, and who knows, maybe she'll flick a light three episodes, three days from now and decide she doesn't want to play anymore. What does that do to your post-merge chances? I see that. But if you let all of these other people make these decisions around you, and ultimately now you're going into the merge with your Dina connection and your Heidi connection, and you're hoping that that will take you far. By letting Shauna go, she loses an integral piece of her former alliance, and goes down in the numbers, six to four, men versus women, and is kind of at the mercy of everything that's going to happen around her, and I think she'll just be another domino to fall. I would actually agree with that. Sorry, Ryan. And it's more, it's nothing because of what she did, uh, but more what she didn't do. It's more the inaction side, like we've talked about in the past. I think that letting Shauna go here is just a missed opportunity for her. She loses someone in her alliance. And instead could have gotten rid of someone like Matthew, who, at least from what I remember, she didn't really have any bonds with. So I think that that's a misstep on her part when it, she had someone like Alex tied with Shauna and could have easily taken this vote and moved into the merge one the other way. So I would side with Derek here and go with Jenna. This like two in a row. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all turning up Derek. <laughs> <laughs> so this wraps up the pre-merge. We're done now. So of these final 10 people, the 10 people who are making the merge, who do you guys think is the best player? 
I'll go first. I, I, of the the final ten, I think Rob is the best player, just because of how well he navigated the uh, pre-swap stuff with all the guys, and then coming into the post-swap, he's he's put himself in the best position. He's got an alliance with everybody basically in the game, except maybe Christy, uh, and he's got a connection to Heidi. He's just so well set up, and he's basically near flawless. You know that the, he wanted to get rid of Roger, didn't work out, but besides that, really impressive stuff for Rob. I'm gonna shake my magic eight ball here and see what comes up. <laughs> Do I agree with Ryan? It is certain. Yeah. It's got to be Rob. Ask again later. <laughs> <laughs> Please ask again later. No, it's got to be Rob. He has, like you said, strategic connections with everyone. And I love that no matter how you draw out this new majority alliance in the post-merge, however it gets drawn, Rob is probably a part of it. And that is to his credit. And he's kind of done it while being under the radar. Like, he's huge in confessional. He plays all his game to the camera and or he, he strategizes all the way to the camera, but then he doesn't really show it in front of the other players. He really seems to understand the very fabric of Survivor. It, it's been wonderful. I, it's Rob hands down. Yeah, I don't even think it's close. <laughs> I think it's got to be Rob. Like I mentioned, uh, my best player of the episode. Basically, his his thing that he's going to have to pay attention to the most going forward is not being seen as a threat and getting taken out early on after the merge. But I mean, if you being a threat is your weakest point, I think that you've got some really good stuff going for you. So uh, I think it's got to be Rob, and I don't even know who I'd put in second place. <laughs> Flip side, let's talk about worst player. I think it's Christine, because she was such a disaster in this first couple episodes. She... She wasn't reaching out, making an initiative to try and get to know people. She was like yelling at people, not working, and uh, and then when they wanted to work, she wouldn't work. It was just terrible. She's gotten better, but even in the swap, she was on the wrong side of the boat. So I think definitely the worst player. I would agree with Christy. I'll just throw out two dishonorable mentions so as not to repeat. Matthew and Jenna, they, they kind of did nothing and got here somehow. Going into the merge, they are very much at the mercy of other people, and that's a direct result of how they played their game in the pre-merge. Yeah, you know what? Some things happened that were out of their control, but Matt burned a lot of social bridges early on by just not being strong in that area, and Jenna has been more of a passive player ever since she got the opportunity to go off on the excursion with uh, with Dave. So I give some dis- dishonorable mentions there, but to be clear, I-, I think that Christy is the worst player, and I think there's quite a bit of space between last and second to last here. And I actually don't think it's there's a huge gap, and I don't think it's either of the people that you were mentioning. I, I think that Jenna and Matthew were, for the most part, neutral. Uh, I don't think they did anything great. I don't think they did anything bad. I actually think that it's between only two people, and that's Christy and Roger. And I see them as being very even, but just because the men are swinging right now 6-4... to four, total numbers i think that just in case it would go back to original tribes and post-merge here you you see all the men start sticking together again i would have to put roger just one small tick above christy that's not a large margin (laughs) at all uh just because there's a very large chance that it's not going to swing that way for the guys and everything stays separate so i would stick with uh christy as being the worst now even though i think christy was worse in the pre-merge I do want to point out, for jo- to Josh's point, Roger is the only one left who can't win the game. Sure, that's fair. I actually think he can win the game, um, but 
he's going to have to do a lot in order to win the game. But, like, if the if the game was over right now, Roger uh, can't win. Roger can't win. Yeah. True. I agree with that. Yeah. But uh, that doesn't mean that you can't do things post sure. Maybe Roger's just playing a very poor chameleon game. <laughs> so, winner picks at the merge. So far, Josh and I, we both picked Rob. We're still going. Derek, you lost Gene. You're on Bush now. So, if Butch. you get the chance to repick at the merge, would you change your pick? Do you I, still pick I would. I would not go with Butch. Reminder to everyone, when I lost Gene, it was probably the worst episode to lose your winner pick because we didn't get to see any of the new tribe over with, uh, you know, Rob, Dina, Jenna. I didn't get to see any of that. So now I'm left with basically five people I can pick from, and I felt like Butch was the best chance to win of those five because the rest of it's just an unknown capacity. I would 100% switch to Rob. For the reason I already said, I think no matter how you draw that line in the sand between Majority Alliance and whoever's left, Rob is on the correct side of that line. And honestly, I think the bond that he has with Dina, they it, it's odd because they were never the top of the alliances they were in before, but in this new alliance that they made, I think it can take them both so far and gives them a ton of leverage in this game and, and every lane is open. Whereas I think a lot of people are still at everyone's mercy. Their game is wide open. So I would switch to Rob. Absolutely. And if I couldn't pick Rob, I'd switch to Dina. So I would I would switch actually between either of those two. Uh, I would keep Rob. Josh? I don't think it's even close. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said with my uh, best player of the pre-merge, I don't even know who I'd pick if it wasn't Rob at this point. Okay. Well, as we start wrapping things up for this episode, uh, Derek, you're liking the season so far? I'm loving the season so far. It, it feels like survivors going through some growth in this season like strategy is finally starting to materialize in more players because there always seems to be like one player on a season who's really into the strategy but I feel like we have multiple here obviously we have Rob Sesternino and Dina who kind of out of left field is just this amazing strategic player I I love everything this evolution of change has been amazing so far season six has been great and I still think as I said at the beginning of all this, this is must-watch Survivor. You should watch it. Okay, and you have a weather report for us. Yep, we have three days of rain so far. The first one was horrible. It dumped on the women who had no shelter, and all they had was their ponchos just basically zip-tied all the way shut to, to keep whatever. Um, so rain, not too bad, considering that they're in a rainforest. But there, are, but, but there are plenty of other elements out there to keep them on their toes, whether it's the crocodiles or piranhas in the river or the tarantulas and the snakes on land. This is certainly not an easy season to be on. I don't want to pretend. I do think overall Africa is probably harder. The Nonos were probably worse on uh, Marquesas. And Thailand had more rain. So Amazon is not the worst in any one facet, but overall this does seem like uh, one where you are battling the elements as well as the other players. And um, it can uh, drive you to do things like want to quit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so last thing before we wrap this up, Josh, so far, what is the most memorable moment of the season for you? Honestly, there's not a whole lot that sticks out. Uh, there's things that come up, obviously, while we're walking through. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. The one that really sticks out, I don't care. Judge me if you want. <laughs> but it's the slow-mo bathing. Uh, and I just remember that being repeated over and over. Um, the girls bathing in the Amazon. Yep. Uh, and it's been, a, it's been a focal point of the of the season so far is uh, the difference in tribes. So that's something that stands out. And honestly, it's not going to matter towards the end of the season. Because <laughs> I already know what is going to be the moment of the season. Yep. But we're just going to have to wait for that. Oh, yes. 
Uh, so next time I will come back with the post-merge of Survivor 6, the Amazon, and we'll see who wins this thing. We'll see if uh, Derek's right with his butch pick or uh, if Josh and I are right with our Rob picks. Uh, but in or the if meets, we all suck. Or if we all suck. Yeah, this has been the Castaway Consultants. Got nothing else for you. Good night. <laughs>